Renee, Chris, and Ryan going live. Best podcast, Beauty and the Beast. Sit back and catch a vibe. Oh, yeah, we talking zombies and apocalypses and all those things you like. Going beast mode, and if you didn't know, it's Peter Z up on the mic. Hey, TWD family, grab the snacks about the pantry. And subscribe and like them if you can, please. Or those walkers eat you like some candy. Hey, <laughs> okay. You at the right place at the right time. No one does it better. That's the bottom line. Beauty and the Beast. This is prime time. Let's go. Yeah, you got to wait till it fades out. Yeah. You know, for dramatic effect. And we're live. What's going on, everybody? We're back. What's going on, everyone? My name's going to be in this intro. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Brian, what's up? So yeah, Brian here. Yeah, he's a, uh, he brought 15. Love the intro rap. Thank you, thank you. Peter Z uh, killing it for us. Yeah. Uh, well, Brian, while you're here and you got 15 minutes to spare, please, uh, anything you want to uh, talk about in the chat real quick, let us know and you know we'll, we'll dive into it. But um, on Q&A. Yeah, seriously, he does. He's first come, first serve, sir. Um, <laughs> I... um. Well, we were just talking in the in, in the pre-show, basically, and just talking about how well done the first two episodes have been, and, and the overall um, outlook for this this the series, the show is yeah. is it is blown up. I think it's bigger than anything I thought it was going to become because off of a video game, not everybody plays video games, not everybody. But this is quickly becoming one of those cult, cult classic things. Like it's going to be great. People are going to attach to it. People from the Walking Dead genre, people from the horror genre, people are going to just who don't know anything about it are going to attach to it because it's that good right off the bat. And it's breaking the adaptation curse. Yeah. Whole, like, you know, like Sonic, the adaptation was great. But then we have the original Super Mario movie, which we all know that time. Mm. So this is like really taking off and i'm so excited that um people who have never experienced it like like renee for example mm -hmm. you've never would have played the game so i'm so glad that now this is something you get to experience yeah yeah, I, yeah and it's it's amazing to me i was telling my family at dinner i'm like you know it's kicking the walking dead's butt i mean walking dead's my favorite show in the world but man i tell you what they had like, the second they had the second largest viewing in HBO's history, I think, besides was it, it was it was uh, Game of Thrones, mm -hmm. yeah. and they're number two with ten million. Yeah, how amazing! Like that's amazing. Yeah, and like, I even said, I said, could you imagine what The Walking Dead could have been on a platform like HBO? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I just it would it would have blown our minds away. I think like this is blowing our minds because. Um, I mean, besides, uh, of course, HBO having to put a gratuitous uh, nude scene in, in an episode. I mean, <laughs> what would HBO be without a naked? Yeah, what would HBO be without a naked woman somewhere? Um, so, like, it was just like, well, okay, this is gonna happen. All right. Uh, I guess it's you know TV TV fourteen or whatever it is. It's like, it's like Game of Thrones, you know? Oh, yeah. look, there's tits for five minutes. Great. There we go. All right, <laughs> we're gonna warm up everybody. Good job. <laughs> Um, I gotta say though, after 11 years of walking or watching The Walking Dead, even though I got into it like much later, mm -hmm. The Last of Us is scarier than yeah. any walker, any yeah. villain that Walking Dead has ever had. 
times two. Yeah, so so Brian's saying fact about HBO, they turned down The Walking Dead because they thought it was gonna be too violent. Which is just beyond me. Well, I think that once they saw the success of The Walking Dead, they're probably kicking themselves going, mm. shit. Especially <laughs> now Especially now that we are going towards a streaming service where it's a lot easier to control your kids yeah. as far as what they can and cannot watch. Right. Um, because like I, you know, like my like my nephews, I have on Netflix and things like that, I have their own profiles, but they're kids' profiles. And so it, it does control it, but if it's on cable TV, <laughs> how do you control that? Brian goes, they had the Sopranos. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. I always forget that's HBO. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, people getting shot in the head all over the place on and murdered in a car. Streaming and every like, kind of like what Brian is saying, like, just television in general has changed so much in the past decade that it's a little more accepting. Yeah. I mean, look at look at TV twelve years ago when The Walking Dead started, and and now, I mean, twelve years ago, there streaming services weren't a thing, (laughs) except for Netflix. You know, and Netflix was in its infant stages and, and was still a hybrid of DVD and and, and streaming. And mm-hmm. It was still getting its 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 feet. And um, so now you can get away with a lot more. Yeah. A thousand and ten percent. And nudity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, let's uh, let's let's open up this book of worms right now and, and dive in. Um, you mean open up the chicken sandwich? Yeah, open up chicken sandwich. Wow, such a funny <laughs> scene, man. So funny and they with with bella they've been able to like really with her with her being uh ellie and stuff and her character her being able to like keep it light i guess you know like she's got like that little she has that sarcastic re, you know a little smart ass kind of thing about her they'll make it giggle. Yeah, yeah it'll make you giggle a little bit right before you shit your pants you know what i mean <laughs> well she didn't she didn't shit her pants that's, but that's still, true that's you know? true um i think i loved it too just like just from a general sense i loved the jump scares mm-hmm. i know i'll get a little head but that just i mean I, i'm a huge horror fan sure. so for yeah. me the jump scares are you know are, are perfect because I'm used to like Sam Raimi, right? I mean, like you know, people didn't think that he'd do a good job with Multiverse of Madness, right? But mm-hmm. then you watch, and there's all these jump scares and all these horror elements, and I love that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and so we came from The Walking Dead, that kind of had that in the beginning, really got heavily away from it, and now we have this, and I'm just like, my my heart is happy, my yeah. heart is full. Yeah, absolutely. I look forward to Sundays again. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, for sure. Um, and then I rewatch it three times on Monday. Uh, <laughs> And I just want to say, I think Sundays was. Yeah, I'm sorry, Meg. What were you saying? I haven't had a chance to rewatch it yet. Oh. Mm. I'm gonna try to do it this week because I I'm already missing it. Yeah, I I think that it was a very smart move on HBO's part on making it Sundays, and I don't think that that was unintentional. I think that was very deliberate. Okay, right at 9 p.m. time slot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because people already used to it. Yeah. True. That is very very easy to segue. Point. It's a good point. Great way to go. Also, yellow, like Yellowstone too comes out at night. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not on right now, so it's yeah, it's just not that they're the same genre, but it just means people are like Sunday nights at nine, you know. Yeah. Oh, so Brian's saying was Amir did the scene when Ellie went up to the desk and rang the bell and went ding ding. Did that remind you of the scene in Fear the Walking Dead with Madison and Victor in the hotel? 
No, but now it does. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> now that you said it. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, it didn't even cross my mind, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. And like those are like the innocent things that I was talking about. You know, her portraying a child in this in this world, not experiencing these type of things or not knowing what these types yeah. of things are, you know. Um and see it through her eyes, fresh in her yeah. eyes. Well, yeah. seeing it too, you know, or the at least those that haven't gamed, you know, when we are seeing it through her eyes, actually, you know, mm -hmm. for the first time. Well, that whole tell scene was taken straight from the game. Mm. That's a, that's a fair one to ask. Yeah, which TV, yeah. Except in the game, um, the skeleton didn't pop out. Okay, is um, you know, it, it wasn't like you know how he said you're a weird kid. Yeah, he didn't say you're a weird kid back at him. That whole scene was moving like the luggage thing. That wasn't part of it. Okay, but it was it was cool to see that and like. When they were um after they crossed like the makeshift bridge and mm -hmm. like well is it everything you imagine straight from the camera and That's it was cool. just like word for word mm -hmm. and then the downside of the you know the final parts of the episode that was tweaked but yet the same yeah yeah a lot of verbatim right out of the right out of the the uh, game I think oh, it, it's yeah. really cool that it does seem like they're staying very true to the source material but they are twisting it a little bit like in the first episode we saw the, the car right. The car that was coming right at them in the game, it hits them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But in the in the in the in the episode, it, it didn't. It was something else that like caused the, the car. I think to it was flip. a bomb or rocket or something came flying no, down the road. The plane. The plane. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think it was the wheel. I'm, I'm, this is what I think it was. was it happened quick. The wheel of the plane that like hit the car. Mm -hmm. I saw like one of the one of the turbines had gone flying off the plane also, and I and I think it went flying past the truck. So I don't think it was a. Yeah, the, too big to it did truck. yeah that's why i was thinking it might have been the wheel because it wasn't a huge plane yeah. yeah uh hello becky thanks for checking in what's going on um so i know that so I, I was actually talking to brian earlier on facebook and we were both talking about how we were really enjoying the way they're opening the show Absolutely. and giving you back history yeah uh and this is why it's great for people who never played the game or even knew mm -hmm. or, or don't know anything about this in, in general and are just hopping on to, to see what it's about. They do such an exceptional job of giving you the information to, to, to bring you along. You know, and I thought like it was this episode opens up, they're in Jakarta and, um, you know, it all plays out. They bring in the, the scientist, the doctor, she... You know, basically tells them, you know, cordyceps can't, you know, be um, uh, used or you know, yeah, can't survive, can survive with the human body or whatever. And uh, and then she goes and examines the the dead body, dead uh, female's body. And I gotta say, like one of the first scare moments for me was when she opened up the woman's mouth, mm -hmm. and I'm thinking to myself, okay, I know she has a bullet hole in her head. But is she gonna, like, you're about apart? to rip her fingers apart right now. Like she like literally, but like she you're putting your fingers in this person's mouth, and you know I was just waiting, yeah. waiting for her to get like just like, wake up, her eyes you know flare open and just rip her hands off. Yeah, um, I loved where she was like, "Is that a bite mark?" Mm -hmm. And he was like, "Yeah," and I was just like, "Oh, chills!" Like that, yeah. like that, just like that moment of her realizing. Like shit, that's how it's transmitted. Yeah, it was cool seeing like like the pus underneath the skin. Yeah, yeah, kind of like cauliflower a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's also interesting because they touch on the fact that so this the breakout in Jakarta started nine twenty four two thousand three. 
So two days, it took two days because the outbreak started in the States on the 26th, 926. Two days. Huh? I'm sorry. Go ahead, finish because I have something to kind of counter that. Yeah. And so, so it took two days and they're saying there was, there was 14 people missing from this, I guess, you know, wherever this breakout happened in Jakarta. But, um, yeah, so I was, you know, two days later, I was, I was like, this thing is a super spreader. Mm-hmm. Like, it just, like, wildfire. So, go ahead, Meg. The thing is, though, even though I, I totally get, what like, what you're saying with two days, because it, it is indeed a super spreader. However, the flour and the wheat or whatever that got uh, transported to America, we don't know how long it had been on the show. Oh, we've been on, right, right. Because mm. it, it's not like it takes two days. It's not like it gets to America within 24 hours. Sure. Hour, you know, yeah, we, it's yeah. time to get it on the shelves and make the food. So it had been there for a, a little bit. Little, it's kind of like with COVID, yeah, it yeah. slowly spread into, into America. A little fun fact about Jakarta, though. It's the world's largest flour mill producer. <laughs> so they have like the largest flour mill in the world. So that's, so don't buy flour. Yeah, and then <laughs> another another little Google thing that if you decide to go and check, this is how this is how excellent these people have been in putting this show together. Two thousand three. The reason why they used two thousand three, it was the world's hottest year recorded, twenty percent hotter in two thousand three than it has been. That's why they chose two thousand three. The world itself was, yeah, the world itself in general was 20 degrees higher than average in that one year. And they did talk about in the first episode that it had to be very specific conditions for this. How crazy is that? That's how, that's how well this is being done. But that's not what the, I mean, I I guess. No, they, like. No, it's not. No, no, the creator's gonna say this. Like, but like, if you go and like do like research on this and stuff like that, two thousand three. Like, the reason why, like, two thousand three makes sense is because that was. Oh, no, I get that. Yeah. That's not, like the creators did it because of other reasons. They oh yeah, yeah. Okay, that was what you were saying. That's what they said on their podcast. I'm like, wait a minute, that's not what they said. Oh. Yeah, but it's just crazy that that would. Yeah. It's um, it's just yeah. A lot of stuff that, that's been done and being used is like crazy to me. So, um, and I do love, I, you know, I, I, I didn't say this last week, but I do love the opening scene of The Last of Us, like the, um, like the opening credits. It, it, like, it reminds me of that signature HBO Game of Thrones esque, mm. um, intro and and they put their own last of a spin on it and I, I actually think it's really well done yeah well they have like the fungus growing up and yeah. it forms into like almost like a city backdrop yeah kind of thing a lot of times i skip the thing that i've been watching i just like yeah. watch it because it's so cool yeah Aww. she was uh scratching at my at my legs i thought <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> you know she'll she'll do this and then i'll pick her up and then she gets like this where it's like leave me alone okay. everybody say hi to zoe hi, hi zoe, zoe. That's why I had to get up. I had to tell Rudy to go lay down. <laughs> Usually she's in her bed, but sometimes when I'm on the computer, she'll just like come over. <laughs> All right, go to bed now. Go, go play. Um, right, go, vamos. I think one of the most, as far as like a powerful moment early on, 
was when they're sitting down talking about, you know, he's asking her about vaccines, medicine, you know, we need you to start doing this. There are none. And she literally says there is no vaccine. There is no medicine. Yeah. And like, yeah. Brian was just talking about that too about that when yeah. he said it she's like I gotta go see my family yeah, yeah. I mean you know, that's and, and imagine that they're in Boston right like not not them they're in Jakarta but yeah. like the, the Joel and all them are in Boston right and they're walking through and you see an impact crater mm-hmm. and and was, and, uh, and El, I think Ellie asked like she's like what is that and yeah, she's like, like what is this the crater of the moon yeah, yeah. And he was like, it worked here, but not in other places. Right. So I think you're going to come to find out that whoever this guy is, this military leader, he's going to go back to like the United Nations and be like, we need to bomb the spread. We need to stop it from spread. This is what this is what the expert is saying. And clearly it translated to the United States somehow. Yeah. yeah. And so that is a very like you could see it as like a like a passing comment, mm. but it's going to have very significant ramifications of how this was addressed or attempted to be addressed on a global scale mm-hmm. and, and like when she said it had to be bombed i had chills i was like oh my yeah. god like that like imagine being the one person in the world that say the only way to unfuck ourselves <laughs> is to blow up our cities yeah the world well it, that's the thing he, 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 she said that to him yeah and he's you know knowing that she's the expert you know yeah. like that's in his brain that's there Regardless of what anyone says from this point going forward, he is like, this is what she said. Yeah. We have to do this. And so it's kind of like, it's, you know, where it's not going to stop from there. Like you yeah. said, then it's going to carry over to the other countries and whatever else. So yeah, it was, that was just so crazy. Yeah. They've done, as far as the backdrop goes, the cinematography, everything has been spot yeah. on amazing. So the writing, everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it, like, I know a lot of it was green screen because obviously it has to be. Yeah. They, it is so well done. Yeah. Like even Marvel movies don't look this good. Yeah. <laughs> like what does that tell you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like not even speaking of uh, budget, this is like skill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. I applaud those editors, those you know uh, graphics artists. I applaud all of them. They are doing such a phenomenal job. Yeah. And that scene we talked about in the pre-show about how when she was sleeping and they come down, you know, and it's like it was like a different look than what we're going to see very shortly you know it was the green and the mm-hmm. butterfly and she's sleeping in the fetal position and this and that and then it's joel and tess sitting there with a gun on her you know yep. <laughs> waiting i laughed at that part you know but one thing and this may be the writer in me <laughs> but that scene is again very intentional because it shows you that even in the shittiest of circumstances you can find that you can find that hope you can find mm-hmm. that light you can find that beauty yeah even in light, this pattern situation light. yeah yep the light um yeah and i so talked about like symbolism and stuff like that and everything with with as far as ellie goes and back to the episode first episode with you know in like sarah's bedroom and stuff they've been using butterflies a lot and they've been using them as symbols especially around ellie and you know, when you when you look up like stuff on butterflies, they usually you know it's they 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 cocoon and then blossom and you know turn into a beautiful butterfly or whatever. So like butterflies are a symbol of like rebirth in a way. So every time they they're throwing like this little you know visual of you of seeing butterflies near Ellie, meaning like 
she is like the rebirth of like civilization kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I think like the, just the parallels and the things that they're doing with, with these little symbol, you know, symbolizations and everything. It's powerful. It really is. Like you got to keep your eyes open and like you, this show makes me want to do what I'm doing as far as like investigating stuff. Yeah. You know, like it gave like this show has literally revived me, which That's is, you know, not what I thought you were going to say. Oh, uh, <laughs> why? <laughs> This game has made me want to go out and buy a PS4 to play. Oh. <laughs> I mean, look, if I get a nice little, if I get a little bonus check, I probably will, you know? I don't put it, I, you know. I although, although now was apparently the time, because apparently the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox, like the, all the next-gen stuff, apparently they have, like, some of the highest stock in stores yeah. right now than, than they've seen since it was released. And now they're, yeah, exactly. And now they're going to be selling like hotcakes. Yep. Everyone is going to want to play this game who, who'd never played it before. Um, well, thankfully, um, the PS5 is backwards compatible. So mm -hmm. you can mm -hmm. play yep. the PS, I uh, can play Last of Us 2, which only came out on PS4. Mm -hmm. um, but there is a PS5 remake of The Last of Us 1. Right. That is the yep. only one I have yet to play. Okay. Um, so as soon as the show is over, I'm replaying it again so I can cry in 4K. Yeah, I've, I've seen the remastered one, you know, yeah, that and it that. looks amazing. I mean, I've watched, like I said, I've, I've, I haven't played the game personally myself, but I've watched yeah. several hours, um, and the remastered version looks fantastic. So, I mean, that's like, I like I told you guys last week, I've been playing um, the new Call of Duty Modern Warfare, and I've been playing the campaign, and... Like the graphics in some of the cut the, the cut scenes, the cut scenes, cut scenes, the cut, I don't know. <laughs> today was, as I told people at work, today is the Mondayest of Mondays. <laughs> um, <laughs> but Tuesday, so yeah, exactly. We're all fucked up. Um, <laughs> but the the graphics are insane because, like, with, with the new Modern Warfare, um, the cutscenes are as close to live action as you could be mm. without it being live action. Yeah. And I mean, like, they mo-capped, like, all the actors and stuff like that. I forgot, like, the actor who plays General Shepard, um, who was, like, an iconic Modern Warfare character. Um, but he's a, he's a famous actor. If you look at him, he looks like the actor. And he, and it, it just, it like, blew my mind. And then I, I was looking at some of the remastered stuff for Last mm -hmm. of Us, and I'm just like, holy shit, Same. like, the graphics are insane. Yeah, yeah. Well, even, um... Which his face was in it. Uh, John Berthold was on a Call of Duty, or yeah, Call of Duty game years ago. Yep, I remember. Or was it Battlefield? I think it might have been Battlefield. I think it might, yeah, but he was yeah. He you got me fucked up. Hold on. I'm googling it now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even back then, it looked like him. Um, so one of the so as you know, we were saying in the in the pre-show and everything about Ellie being that character because of her age and because of like being so naive to this type of world and stuff. She has a very <laughs> she has really good smart ass instincts you know um and i thought it was great you know they, they show joel and they show tess sitting there breaking apart like i think it was like jerky or something and you know it sounds like they're eating bark you know what i mean it's all crunchy and shit and they're chewing on it and ellie's sitting down and <laughs> she takes out her sandwich and they're both staring at her chicken sandwich. yeah and tess is like is that chicken and she's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> she's just like, oh. So, like, chicken, be and she's like, you guys are, uh, are smugglers, but I guess you didn't smuggle this. It's kind of, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> Mer she's like, Merle got it from smugglers, but I guess you didn't smuggle this. So, like, and the fact that she's eating bread. Yeah. 
you know, like 20 years in. Yeah. She's eating bread. Like, what does that tell you? You know what I mean? I thought it was really funny when they're about to go into the, was it the, was it a museum they were going into? Yeah. And <laughs> Pedro Pascal pulls up the flashlight and he goes, um, did what's her name pack one of these for you? Or he yeah. just got another sandwich. <laughs> I thought, wait, so one of the other funny, it's funny you said that. Cause one of the other funny ones is <laughs> she goes, can I have a gun? And they're both like, no, oh, yeah. you're not. She goes, fine, let's throw a fucking sandwich, sandwich at him. <laughs> going, in, um, going into the chat real quick, uh, Lucy asked, what are those things? That's the clickers. Oh, <laughs> so, yes. Which, I don't know if you got to see last episode, um, or our last episode. I went through the whole thing of like the order of the, the stages of the um, infection. Clickers are stage three when uh, the infection gets so bad that they can't see and it takes over their face. Yeah. Um. So they can only go by noise, which is why, like, when Joel stepped on the glass, and it alerted them because their senses. You know, when you lose one sense, your other senses heighten. So and they go by uh, noise. Not only are they, not only are they fast, but they are strong. Yeah. Yeah. And the enemy, you saw it how many times the one got shot in the head. I think three or three four or times, times yeah. before it died. <laughs> yeah. This after is, got axed in the head too. Like, yeah. yeah. This is That's not like your, like yeah, like this is not your walker type thing here. This is like <laughs> massive effort. Yeah. And even in going into massive effort, the effort that they've all put in uh, becoming, becoming a character in a video game, you know, that the movements and everything, they're, they're pretty spot on because of how they do it these days, but watching them in the, you know, when they're up in the independence room with all the guns and the, and the bust of the people and everything, when they're crouched and they're moving, it is mimicked so well to the game. I don't know how, I don't know how long it took them to practice that. Yeah. But I shit you not, if you were to put that scene of him and Ellie crouching and, and going through next to the video game where they crouch and walk, it's a mirror image. It is that good. The only difference is there's less rooms in the show. Yeah, yeah, right. In the um, in the game, yeah, you're constantly like, jumping and hurtling over something, yeah, corridors. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's like you went to like the cafeteria at one mm-hmm. point. Like you really navigated through the building. But yeah, that as soon as they opened the double doors and we saw like the blue background, the blue walls with the mm-hmm. glass cases, I was like, oh my god, this <laughs> is just like the game. Yeah, I think that's a smart choice on the right on the part of the of the story of the writers because it flowed very well mm-hmm. yeah the way that everything went and if you added more rooms that may have dragged it out mm-hmm. yeah and made it a little more confused not not confusing but just like uh maybe like harder to follow they? yeah yeah exactly but because it was like kind of like a condensed area it made it very easy to follow what was happening mm-hmm. despite the fact it was literally shifting between three people's perspectives Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think I think it was right. I think it was very well written that, that way. Now, if you and if you did play the game and everything like that, when they're walking on the exterior, when they're walking ac- across that one bridge outside, they pan out. It's a beautiful view of like how decimated everything is and how well nature has taken over everything. But Tess is asking Ellie questions about you know what about your mom and dad? You know, well, anyone's going to come looking for you? Do you have a, you know, mom, dad, boyfriend, or whatever? So it kind of hints, there's like a little hint there towards like, 
Ellie, where she, she's saying she got bit. She was alone in the mall. Um, but if you play the game, you know that Ellie wasn't alone in the mall. Um, so hopefully in the next couple episodes, not sure when, but we should be introduced to uh, her friend. I feel like it's going to be next episode. You like, think? Really? Wait, wait. Isn't that going to be Frank and uh, Bill? Yes. But the, the reason why I think it might happen next episode is, or either that or four, depending on the pacing, I feel like... Ellie's going to apologize to Joel, like, I'm sorry, you lost Tess. And then, you know, try to get him to open up, like, well, I lost someone, too. Mm -hmm. And then that's going to tell the story of what really happened. Right. Yeah. Did anybody else think that when they're waiting through the water of the hotel that someone was going to jump out? No, (laughs) I was waiting for something. Like, that scene when they first walked in, they show the frog on the piano and everything like that, and then, like, the lily pads, I'm... I like started thinking like Jumanji. Mm. I'm like, there's a crocodile in the water. <laughs> Don't go in the water. Yeah. And then like another like you know, and then you have the the slow burn of this relationship between Ellie and Joel forming. He starts walking in the water and she's like, Oh, I can't I can't do that. I can't swim. And like He's like, are you serious? And she's like, Well, there's no pools in the QZ. So we like hop. Yeah. And he likes th- there's a cop who just like does this look. And what did she say? How the fuck was I yeah, supposed to know? Yeah, she's like, well, how was I, how was I supposed to know that? <laughs> That's, it's that little, they give you like that little lightheartedness to ease right before they fuck you. Because <laughs> it's coming. Like, you know, like they give you, like right before they're ready to make you shit your pants. You know, they give you that little haha moment. That little like, comedic yeah, moment. Yeah. They do that in the game too. Yeah. Because you're going down just a little and then right. bring it Right. Because you're thinking to yourself, okay, everything's going to be, you know, yeah. Um, Now, like, and if you're, yeah, (laughs) if you haven't played the game and to, like, see, like, if you had, like, no knowledge of anything, like, two episodes, we've had two major character deaths. You know, it's like, boom, boom. Yeah. You know, like, hit you, they hit you hard and they hit you fast. You know, so... Obviously, we'll talk about Tess's scene at the end and everything, but um, it just, you know, yeah, there's, I mean, as far as the game goes and, and people dying, like, it's happening, you know, you, you can't get attached to anybody, you know, and they're giving you that, you're getting that feeling right away, like, doesn't matter who you are, who you're related to, what your story, you know, arc is, you're dead, if you're dead, you know, and I'm I'm happy to see that, I mean, unfortunate for them, but I'm happy to see that they're sticking to roots, you know, yep. with certain things. So, um, somewhat. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I I'm heard that issue with the way they handled. I know we're gonna get into it later. Yeah, I have a big issue. I know that there, well. There's things like so, like I heard like the directors talking about obviously with the spores. They're airborne, but it's hard to track and trace airborne spores where they're gonna be, where you know, like how to. Like, how would you follow that kind of thing? You can't really visually follow a spore, you know, unless you do some kind of weird, you know, uh, animation thing with it, you know. Um, and that's why they went with this hive theory thing, which I think we talked about it. We texted about it earlier. Um, and, like, my, my feelings on it are, and I guess, fungus really do do this, which is, to me, was very like weird to find out 
is the fact that fungus in like outside in the real world can do this. It can feel like and sense things from another area, mm-hmm. which is it's another one of these things where it's like, holy shit, like fungus can do this. Yeah. Um, so this, yeah. So this like whole hive thing, um, it, it's very interesting. Um, you know, obviously, like I said, they couldn't, they didn't want to do the spore thing. And I'm happy that they actually didn't do the spore thing because, you know, it would have been, like I said, it would have been some kind of weird CGI, CGI, CGI like dynamic shown, you know, spores flying through the air, you know, like a bunch of, it would have looked like a million sperm going through the air. Yeah. You can't see the reaction. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know the other way because I don't know the game, but just, I like how they did this and how they've explained why they did it this way. And it makes more sense visually, you know, for the series watcher to understand. When you play the, because when you play a game, anybody who's played any game in the world, you know, one little flick of it, your character's going off in another direction. Mm-hmm. So I'm really glad they didn't do the tendrils with the game, even though I know last week I said they, there was a possibility of it. Because in the game, if you accidentally take that one wrong step, it's it's like a giant horde's going to come after you. Mm-hmm. So at least with spores, it was easier to deal with it. You don't have to worry about accidentally taking the wrong step. So I'm really glad they kept the, kept the two um, entities separate. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Lucy. Yeah, the uh, the, the SF uh, X have been like, I can't. They did after the episode. If you if you stuck around and watched it, they showed you a little backdrop to like the history and like the steps they took to going to like. They literally said the first thing we did before any script was written was bring in FX people and get the clicker down because they knew that the people from the video games were going to be watching, and when they saw it, they wanted them to be like. Yes, that's that's it right there. And, and it, was that. everything from the sound to the look to the movement, I blew me away. Yeah. It really did. And the clicker in the show is scarier than the clicker in the game. Oh, 100 100%. And you know, so when Joel's sitting there and he's got the the flashlight and he's trying to change his ammo. Like the the inside tactical me mm-hmm. is just like put the flashlight between your legs. What are, what the what are you doing? <laughs> this is not this is dangerous. Like yeah, you know. And then he just sits there. He takes it. Yeah, he takes it and he like turns and it's literally right, oh, right there. there. That's how sneaky these things are. They are so fast and deceptive. It's just. It makes it very, it makes you feel like they're in danger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like, oh, well, here they come. Yeah. yeah it's, see, <laughs> off about the scene, though, and Chris, you and I kind of messed, or were texting about it um, like a day or two ago. In the game, um, he has things that can uh, make noise. He, like, he'll throw, like, a can or something mm-hmm. or a brick or a glass bottle. Yep to see if like kind of test the room see if there's any clickers in advance mm-hmm. it's bothering me that we have not had that yet mm. it's it's nature there's so many things you could throw a stick and it would do the same thing yeah so i'm just mad that like they're taking footsteps and not being practical and throwing something instead yeah i yeah uh, really bothering me i was in like no Maltov yet, you know, waiting for a Maltov to come to play that, you know, someone's got to, the one, so if I, if I guess if I could critique one thing 
where they're going, they are going through areas where they end up, like when they end up at, um, was it the state building or something? When they end up at the state building, I think. At the end. At the end. Yeah, yeah the Capitol. Yeah. She literally picks up an AK-47. And I'm like, okay, well, there's a weapon. And then she takes grenades and she throws them over the floor. I'm like, well, those are weapons. And then, you know, so I'm like, in my in my head, I'm like, I would have picked up at least a couple. <laughs> like, you don't need all of them to blow up. <laughs> you know, like, Ellie looks down at it. I'm like, yeah, Ellie, pick it up. Pick one up. Do something. Yeah. So there hasn't been any scavenging yet. You know, like, and I feel like there's an element that's missing, but I, I'm, I'm pretty sure we'll get to it. Just like, you know, how I'm waiting to see, like, a Molotov go flying through the air and mm. light, like, a whole horde of them on fire. I think next week we might see the scavenging with Bill and Frank. Mm-hmm. Now, this isn't a spoiler, but it's just, like, a fun fact. Frank is a uh, brand-new character. He is new to the show. Okay. So I am so excited to see what they're Frank, doing. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Bill is the one that they've met up with. Yep, yep. Okay. So I, I'm so excited. And Bill is Nick, uh, Nick Offerman. Offerman. Nick yeah. Offerman, yeah. Yeah. And it looks like he's built himself a pretty, pretty cool area. From what the area in the show looks better than it did in the game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, from what they've given you a glimpse at, because um, it's a, it's like a little glimpse of him and Joel talking, and he's talking about raiders coming at night and all that stuff and everything like that. And you see a couple people get lit on fire by these blow torches that are hooked up to a fence. That's sick. Yeah. So I was just like, oh well, that's yeah. And and I think like right before they cut this theme, it's uh, Bill looking at Joel going, "I think we'll be alright." You know, it's <laughs> in that cocky, typical uh, Offerman way. Um. So yeah, let, let's the clickers. Um. When. When Joel, when when they went into the building and, and Ellie saw the dude who was torn up on the ground. <laughs> My first thought was, you're fucked. Yeah, well, yeah, because, I mean, you know, Tess is like, maybe it happened outside and he crawled in here kind of thing. You can, like, the wheels start turning in, in Joel's head. And when he looked at Ellie and said, this is no longer a quiet thing. This is a silent thing. Mm-hmm. And then they played out the rest of those scenes in complete silence raises your your fear factor you know like literally heightens you in your awareness like you can feel the adrenaline start like sure oh, shit because yeah. now i'm like this looking at the tv and i'm yeah. like i'm trying like where is it i know it's around here so i'm like yeah i'm trying to move around so i can see in the show i'm like i i don't see anything yet <laughs> but like it really heightens your awareness you know when and it like just a, a silent movie yeah you know what i mean like something in the dark and it's creepy and there's you know and you hear the creaks or whatever um it's a quiet place but better yeah <laughs> honestly though but yeah like um and and then you know the the roof collapse and after the roof collapses in the doorway is when you hear that the first clicks mm. and right there like i i know we talked about this in the pre-show but I literally had like a flashback to when I was younger and I was playing like the original Resident Evil in my room with the lights off. My mom is sitting next to me with like the book reading, like reading to me, like where, where to go and what to do and everything like that. And like, you, you hear like the, the pause of the dogs in, in like Resident Evil tapping, like when they walked and like it brought back like this 
fear for when I used to shit my pants playing that game when I was like 16 years old. Because, of course, you got to play it in the dark. My mom would be like literally shitting herself, reading the book to me, watching me play. Because if I jump, she jumped. So, like, when I heard that click, it it hit home in my head. And, again, my fear factor went up again. And I was like, oh, man, this is this is bad. You know? You know what I mean? You know, you know what it really kind of recalled for me was um, I am legend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And when you see like when when they're in the um, the one building and when Westman's in the one the building and he's got his flashlight out and he's panning and then it's really quiet. Yeah. And there's the one standing there in the corner. Yeah. yeah. And you see the Yep, breathing, and it's like it's breathing because the, the heart rate is so high, mm-hmm. and then you and then you hear that like, like the scream, mm-hmm. and it's like oh, and he's like oh shit, and he fucking runs. Yeah, that I got that same feeling, and I it, 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 I love I Am Legend. It's one of my favorite zombie part two's come movies. Out. Yeah, um, and, and I loved it, and I I the first thing I thought it was that movie, and I was like that is so well done. A lot of smart things that like, um. A lot of more things that Joel did in that scene when they're running when they're running away, trying to get away from him, you know, so they could fight him or whatever. Is as he's running, he pushes one of those the the busts of those statues over, mm-hmm. and he goes smashing through the glass as a distraction, which gives mm-hmm. him a moment, you know, to do what he's got to do. Like I said, with the whole flashlight thing and trying to change his ammo out, and uh, you know, once again, you got a revolver. <laughs> Yeah. All right, Rick Grimes, calm oh, down. Right? Yeah, right? <laughs> and if you have a revolver, why don't you have a speed changer? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. like what's going on, Joel? Um, and, and you know, and that's another. Come thing. on, it's been how many years? I know. Put your shit together. <laughs> In the game, Joel usually has either a pistol or like a shotgun or something like that, and they have him using a rifle, a long yeah. rifle in the in the show so far. So. That was like one of the one of the changes I saw as well that like hasn't, you know. I'm sure he, you know, there, there's going to be a plethora of weapons at some point. I mean, we mm-hmm. saw the axe from Tess. She she hatcheted her axe to the to the one yep. clicker's head, which didn't kill it. Um, which that was kind of nuts to see that. Like, I understood the premise of it because again, they we've researched and obviously Meg's played the game, so you understand the progression of the virus and and how it it, it evolves and it mutates. So you know the clickers are, are heavily resistant to to damage because they've got this protective like fungus armor mm. on their head, mm. and there's certain vulnerability spots that you have to get to to kill them. But knowing it and seeing it happen yeah. are two very different things. Yeah. So when she hit the axe in the head, I was like, "Yeah, ah, oh, fuck, <laughs> still alive." <laughs> yeah, that and that that's what like for when we we come from. You know, we just left watching The Walking Dead. So we're used to that. You know, oh, got hit in the head, he's dead. One hit, one kill. Like, I mean, he he shot the one, I think, like five times in the body. Yeah. You know, just trying to get away from it and cause create distance. Um, you would think 20 years in, you would know. Don't go for the Well, body. yeah. I mean, you would think. You know, but running, you know, <laughs> trying to shoot behind you, uh, you know, 
like I said, I think a few times he just shot it to help create distance, just so he could get a, a minute to breathe. But some of it did look a little amateurish for somebody oh. that's been through this at least two decades. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, absolutely. And and clearly he's survived where a lot of other people haven't. Mm-hmm. It, it just seemed very odd. Yeah. It, well, but two, he's probably never had a child with him either that he's trying to protect. True. Yeah. So you're thinking, you know, you're like, okay, I'm doing this, but I also got this I got to deal with also. So. Especially the last time that he did have a child with him, it ended yeah. poorly. <laughs> yeah. Well, in this scene, Ellie gets bit again. Yeah. While they're laying down next to each other with the thing on top of them, with the clicker on top of them, and he literally bites Ellie again right in front yeah. of him. So, you know, and, and like, of course, he, you know, sees that happen. You know, he's very on the, he's obviously very guarded and very on the fence about her, her immunity kind of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, it Obviously, as the episode comes uh, to an end, like I said, they're building this, you know, they're taking baby steps and building this bond with him and Ellie. You know, obviously he, you know, when she's out on the balcony, once they're done with the clicker scene and they go out into that little plank walk bridge, which is like right out of the um, comic, right out of the um, video game. So, and then they see like the dome, the the uh, gold dome of the Capitol right. building and everything. Um, you know, like you could see like he's looking at her as she's looking at like the scenery and taking it in, saying, you know, I think she says something like, you know, you don't, you don't see, uh, I've never seen anything like this before, kind of thing, or you know, just take a just take a look at that scene or whatever she says. I can't remember. Um, but she says something along those lines, you know, that like she's in awe of what she's looking at and he's kind of looking at her, you know, like, Hmm, you know, like innocence, you know, it's, it's, he's seeing innocence still alive in this world. That's how I took it, you know, which is, you know, for him, I think, uh, a lot for him to, to reabsorb, you know, seeing someone being as innocent as she is in this kind of situation. I, I, and in really small increments, you're starting to see him softening up to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so in, in a very brief amount of time, he has kind of started to like said certain things that shows that he concerns, he's concerned about her safety. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And in the beginning, you think that his only motive with this whole thing is to get what he wants out of it. But then there's a scene like where he's wrapping Tess's ankle and he says something to Ellie like, "Don't you know? Don't go too far or whatever. You yep. know, stay with us." And you could say that okay, that's him looking out for for his investment, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, it almost looks more than that because it, if you look at him very carefully, look at his facial expressions, and this is a hundred percent because of the caliber actor that Pedro Pascal is, you could tell that he see he, he's showing concern, like genuine mm-hmm. concern, and it's not just somebody that has this ulterior motive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and Tess too. You know, she she kind of runs the show with those two. You know, mm-hmm. with with mm-hmm. her and him, and she keeps telling him that he's got to have some hope. You know, yeah. you got to look at the good things. You got to find some hope. You got to have something to hope for. And so it's, I think that you know, knowing that he has to take care of this little girl, that's starting to seep in and get into there. So he's looking at things a little bit differently. Yeah. And when Ellie feeds him that feeds them that line about like oh i'm the last hope and blah 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 blah, whatever and you see him finish it he mm-hmm. finishes the statement from her and he goes yeah we like he says something like we've been through this before mm-hmm. yeah and 
that I thought that was very interesting because it's like, are we going to find out later on that there has been other claims that there have been people out there who have been immune to this virus? Mm-hmm. Well, that's what he said. I mean, he said, because she said, I forget what exactly she said, but he said, yeah, we've heard that before. And then, and then he re, you know, went over top of her speaking and said, yes, we've heard that before as well. You know, yeah. so I'm sure it's been, you know, that's why he's so skeptical. Yeah. But you almost wonder if it's people who are truly like Ellie who are immune, or is it like the Eugene Porters of the world yeah. who, who say they're, they're, they're immune so yeah. people will protect them? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think that's interesting, you know? Yeah. Especially because he was saying verbatim mm-hmm. what she was saying. Mm-hmm. So that's very interesting to me that, that that it was very scripted, but intentionally scripted. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Lucy points out the fact that Joel keeps looking at his watch, which there is a nod uh, in the in the episode, a couple of nods, but a main nod to the, to Sarah basically, um, as he does glance at his watch at one point in time. Meg, you had pointed out about the watch when it broke. Yes. Uh, I didn't really, you know, 10 years in, I didn't realize it. Um, this watch stopped at the exact point in time that Sarah died. Right. And I, it took me, I'm, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say it took me 10 years to realize it. <laughs> it's <laughs> so okay. I, yeah. Some things fly under the radar. It's fine. I mean, I'm sure it's a lot of things fly under the radar. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, um, in the scene with the Independence Hall, mm-hmm. um, or the museum, there was a big discrepancy from the game. Okay. So, you know how in the episode, um, uh, Joel and Ellie were off on fighting the clicker and then Tess separated. Well, yes, that did happen in the game. Okay. However, when they meet back up, you hear Tess kind of be like, shit. Mm-hmm. And in the game, it's a subtle nod to her realizing, like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. But they didn't do that in the show. Right. So it kind of makes you think, like, oh, is it? If you pay real close attention, there's a little blood on her jacket right up here on her shoulder. Yeah. Like a little dribble of blood where it looks maybe like where the clicker bitter and then pulled back and it was dripping blood from its mouth, but it's like right on her coat. And then I, I, what got me was like, okay, she knows she's going to get bit, Mm -hmm. but he, she lets him, or she knows she's going to die. She lets him waste the uh, the electrical tape on her ankle. Mm-hmm. Like, no, these are resources that he could use down the road. Like, you, you're going to die in a couple hours. Like, why? And kudos to using black electrical tape for a sprain, by the way. <laughs> yeah. But, but I think that the reason she did that was because she wanted to help them out as long as she could. Mm-hmm. Until the very last second. Mm-hmm. And the only reason that she sacrificed herself is because it was the only only way to let them get away yeah if there had been a way for her to continue with them up until her death right she would have done it i truly believe and that's why i think she allowed him to do that well there so she got bit on the neck yep so we already know there's a was a five to 15 minute time frame um i think this on the plaque it says anything from the shoulder up or neck up was five to 15 minutes i thought it was two hours Mm -mm, am i wrong Mm -hmm. It's kind of in between, like the ne- it's it's in between the first two regions, mm-hmm. so it's kind of I feel like it could be anything within that those that time frame. Yeah, like well, it's not automatically the um the first range. They definitely led you to believe it was a very short window of time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because the, the disinfection from the time she showed it to where she was given that beautiful kiss goodnight, uh, you could see that it had spread up her up the side of her face already. So it was definitely moving quick. 
Um, so yeah, I mean that where she got bit is definitely a, a you know you're dead. Oh, hundred kind of percent. Yeah. Um, so th I'm sure there was some kind of like, you know, we need to progress and, and get to where we got to get like as quickly as possible. Um, I mean, they, so when they show up at the uh, the Capitol building, um, everybody's dead. They come to find it. Like basically, Joel says that like what happened was someone was bit. They turned and then they had they all fought each other and everyone lost. Yeah, like the living versus the infected. Yeah, and they kind of they, both sides lost. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Tess is still trying to like fortify the fact that Ellie is immune. She gets bit again. They had her wrap it up, and there's not even like a drop of blood there. And it almost looks like it started healing already. Like like it almost yeah. started like closing up just a little bit, just enough to be like it's not progressing. It's yeah. actually it's getting better. Yeah. So like she's finally, I think, drives the the the, the, point, nail, home. the point home with him, saying like she's she's your only chance. Like you need to protect her at all costs, and um and keep her alive. So. You know, I, I I know she doesn't go out this way in the game, uh, but I thought that this was a really good send off for her. And mm -hmm. her, you know, as her character goes, Meg's not happy Meg's with it. Not happy. <laughs> Meg's not happy with it, but I personally thought it was pretty good. Oh, um, you got no. So I mean, you know, so the the one um, creature on the floor there moves. Joel shoots it, and you immediately see the fungus start crawling around its hands. And then they show you this hive reaction. Um, and it's <laughs> these things move, man. These things move. Like, like it's World like, War Z. It's move. like World War Z move. Yeah. Like they took a lot, like the best of a lot of worlds, and incorporated it all into this one creature that fits, it's like checks every fear box. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it really does. It's fast. It it's extremely strong. Um, granted, they can't see, but their hearing is like bat radar kind of thing. Like, good. You know, it's like amazing. Uh, their hearing, they can pinpoint, you know, exactly where you are with just a one sound, and um, and they start coming and. I mean, kudos to kudos to Tess. I mean, she dumps all the fuel on the ground. Yep. She throws a box of grenades. The now. fucking grenades killed me. I, I know, and I was just like, and like they literally pan to Ellie, look down at her feet at the grenade, and I was just like, yes, you want to pick that up? Like, <laughs> you take one grenade at least. <laughs> but, yeah. Like ten of them at your feet. Yeah, yeah, but uh, you know, nobody takes any grenades. Nobody takes any guns. You know, like. And once again, like this is like the scavenging <laughs> part of the game where, you know, I'm and I'm Meg, I'm sure you're on board with this. Like I wish they would incorporate a little bit more of that aspect of the game, the scavenging part. You know, collecting things, you know, to to put a silencer on a gun. You know what I mean? So, stuff like what I said earlier in the show, how we yeah. haven't seen them throw anything right. to try to see if there's a clicker yep. a silencer like you mentioned they use water bottles mm -hmm. yeah, um, cool. and they did that actually in max Payne 3 too yep. tempted to go replay that just for that purpose mm. um but you know but it's cool because in the game every time you shoot with that water bottle silencer you know all right perfect example water bottle you stick the gun through here's the part that comes out 
every time you shoot, it's going to break more and more. So it's not going to be as silent. Right. So you only get a limited amount of um, mm-hmm. bullets with this, so to yeah. speak, even though it's not a gun. Right. Um, now, if I open that, that's going to explode on me. So I'd like to see that. <laughs> Do you want to come paint my house? When, when it's um, oh. So it's, it's really, oh. you know, I'm really mad that, especially for somebody who's been doing it for 20 mm. years, you haven't seen any scavenging, and it pisses mm. me off. And I understand this time constraint. There's only so much of the story you can show, sure. so it's kind of maybe alluding to we just know that they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, grab and go. You know what I mean? It's like grab and like you're run like they could easily like as they're running through something just grab reach out and grab like oh need that <laughs> need that box of ammo whatever um and like i said like if if i were to nitpick the show which that would be like the one the one thing right now that i would say is missing um before meg goes down a rabbit hole i just <laughs> i just want to say one thing i did not understand maybe i'm missing a, a crucial piece of evidence that would that would help explain this so you guys could clarify for me but when um Tess is standing there and she's got the lighter and she's trying to light it. A lot of the zombies are running in the building and not all of them are clickers. Mm-hmm. Some of them are are like what looks like early stages. Yep. They have their vision. How did so many of them run past her and not see her standing there? I think maybe they were just there was quite a distance between the door and yeah, her. Right. And they were running diagonally in her general floor. direction. Yeah. Walking Dead, how like when you're in that horde, you just you're just going like a herd of sheep. That, mm. So I think it was kind of just like funneling through. But especially because she was, you know, she was yeah, she, she had the zippo when she was and making that noise. I'm like, I, I think there was just so much noise happening in mm. the building with them shuffling through. Yeah, yeah. That, that noise of a click, click, click isn't loud enough to ignite or <laughs> ignite. Pun, no pun intended. Then <laughs> um, realizing like, oh fuck, there's somebody here. Let's yeah. go check that. Yeah, yeah. But she's already infected because she's got a bike. Can they sense that? Uh, not really. It's not like Walking Dead, how like they mm-hmm. smell blood and they're attracted to it. Mm-hmm. They don't. Maybe they, they have that, but they have that, that pipe line where they know where the fungus is. So if they can sense the fungus in her, mm-hmm. they know that something you know, there. But they just didn't. If she was doing, she was hiding. Because in the game, when there's a um. You know how like how I was saying like the clicker when the clicker um is blind but it goes by hearing. Mm-hmm. Well, they know they'll know they'll hear a noise, but they don't know that if it's a person or just something that fell because they can't go by like they don't have tracking on humans. Mm-hmm. So when they're in this like board, like if you're hiding well enough in the game, they won't know you're there. Right. Okay? Right. Unless you really make no. If it's a if it's a um infected that has vision, if you're seen or heard, you're fucked. If it's a clicker, if you're heard, you're fucked. Loader, mm. don't get me started on loaders. We'll save that for later on when we adjust. Yeah, well, loaders. she <laughs> and she mentions, I guess, some, um, you know, tales of people talking about the, you know, oh, the city is overran and they run around in hordes and, you know, there's all these different types, you know, the ones that shoot the spores and then there's other ones, you know, and they're like, oh, people tell a lot of tales, you know, and all that stuff. But in the game, obviously, these things exist. Yeah. So, obviously, uh, I think it'd be great to be able to see, you know, see these progress as we go along. I imagine they will. You know, I mean, they they wanted to make sure that they went in, and displayed the clicker, you know, on like in its all its glory. So I can only imagine that we'll see 
some of the other ones as well. Well, maybe those are the ones that they throw the Maltol at. You know what I mean? Like it would be like a like one of the bloaters or bomb, whatever the hell they're called. They hit them with like a Maltol. We have to see the bloaters. Yeah, we have to. I'm thinking like I'm trying to I'm trying to think of where because in the game this isn't a, this isn't a spoiler or anything. Around the time that we see Frank, I'm I'm sorry, Bill. Um, throughout that whole time that we're with him. That's when you see your first bloater. Mm-hmm. Um, in the game, um, Joel gets Joel gets caught in a trap and he gets hung upside down with a rope, and a bloater enters the room. So oh, you have to shit. shoot yourself down and then kill the bloater. Mm-hmm. So I have a feeling something like that's going to happen. Maybe not exactly him getting hung upside down, but I feel like that's what. So either I'm thinking by episode four, we're going to see it. Okay. Yeah. Because at the end, no, can't say it. <laughs> End of what? End of the series? No, 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 no. no, oh, no. Well, something that happens at the end of the game that you deal oh, with. Okay. Mm. I, I'll tell the two of you off after the show. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, Renee. <laughs> why? What do you mean, why? What? No, because I thought I thought maybe we might see a bloater like, oh. like episode like seven, eight, nine, mm. and then I think about what happens mm-hmm. in the game around that time. Mm-hmm. So I, that's why I was like, oh, wait, no, we're probably going to see the bloater episode like four or five. In the game, Ellie does get delivered to the fireflies, correct? Right. I'm not going to say anything else. I shouldn't have even said that. Well, because. Stop bathing her. Well, no. I'm... Stop it, because people don't want to know, Chris. Stop. All right. I don't want to know. Okay. She does get. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> Trust me, we're not going to be that podcast that ruins it for everybody, okay? Yeah. I, I'm not. I was just asking a very... You were baiting me. I asked a generic question. Don't be the podcast that leaks news before it's real and saying it's one thing when it's really not because I'm not going to be the one that spoils it for the bunch. It was just a generic question. Okay, so that's the only one I wanted to ask. I was just, it was just a basic <laughs> generic question. Yes. Of course. Go. Okay, tell us about Tess, what you didn't like. Okay, so she got done dirty. All right, that's all the time we have for tonight, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so, okay, so in the game, it's not the horror that I run that for. It's the federal agents that are coming. Mm-hmm. Okay? So in the game, she went out in a blaze of glory. Like, not, okay, so she did technically go out in a blaze of glory, <laughs> but with ammo instead of fire. So she had this moment where she was just like, eh, like going all like Rambo on their asses. <laughs> and I wanted to see that so badly. Well, what they did, it was, I thought it was really cool, really awesome, but I am so mad that we didn't get to see her go out guns blazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, fun fact, the lighter that she was using, um, it was actually remodeled after the lighter that a character in Uncharted 4 used. Oh, okay. That character from Uncharted 4 was voiced by Troy Baker, a.k.a. Oh, that's awesome. That's <laughs> cool. The prop masters made that, remade that lighter, they made an extra one for Troy. Very nice. <laughs> so I'm really mad that she... <sighs> oh, also, there's no reason to show that Ellie... No reason to show that Ellie got scratched again, because in the game, she didn't get me scratched. 
So a test is like, look, this is three weeks old and nothing, you know, this happened. Like this is what, a couple hours old already happening? Like they did not need to do that extra scratch to prove to Joel. They, mm. they could have just stayed true to the source material. So I'm really mad at that. And yeah, I have one more fun fact in this one. <laughs> so I do want to, I want to ask you a question. Because okay. they have touched on the fact that she's been bitten. Several, spoiler? No. Okay. She's been bitten twice, right? <laughs> she's been bitten twice. And. Scratch, really. Well, yeah. Whatever. Infected twice, let's just say. She's been infected more than once. Let's see. So. I know that we were, we, had, we were talking <laughs> way earlier in, in text and stuff. And I said. The only thing I really hope they don't do, and and that's that like Ellie has picked up on the fact like they went through this whole hive thing, mm -hmm. right? I'm hoping that even though she's immune and shouldn't you know shouldn't have anything to do with as far as being infected or anything mm -hmm. like that, I really hope they don't try to do some kind of weird Stranger Things thing where like she can feel what they feel yeah, because they she's are. got like yeah. whatever residual in her, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I'm just praying that they don't do anything like that because yeah, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, I just saying, I'm just throwing it out there, you know, like, I don't know. I see what you're saying. I, I yeah. can see where that'd be a concern because it's like a lot of this show and a lot of the game and a lot about the virus is is very what like deeply steeped in reality mm -hmm. like this is a real thing right this is something that could yes it would be very hard for it to happen yeah but it could happen mm -hmm. and this is very very good very realistic what if if it did happen yeah and so to, to kind of go into that like that paranormal supernatural range would be very weird yeah, for her to all of a sudden be like, turn into a psychic and be like, they're coming. Like, <laughs> I can feel that. My body senses tingle. It's like, no, don't, please don't do that. I hope they don't. They're trying to keep the fungus as real, you know, like with the growing, mm -hmm. like, I can do that. You know, it does happen in reality, like Ray Brian was saying. And so I think that they'll stay, you know, they're just trying to show you how this, you know, you know, fungus can grow, and, you know, how it really does grow. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I think they're staying true to that just to show how crazy this could be if it did morph into this or whatever. Right. So yeah. I, I think they'll stay. Okay. And they, you should listen to their podcast because they do talk a lot about Tess's scene and why they did the things they did. Um, I mean, I get what you wanted to see and everything like that, but it was really interesting to hear how, you know, they, why would Fedra even be in this location, you know? So they, yeah. I didn't make any sense. They wanted to show the dissension between you know, these infected that got, you know, aggravated and they get all, you know, whatever, and that fight that happened and they all end up dying. And yeah, it really, it, it's very interesting to hear, you know, especially here in showrunners, you know, the guys who, this is what they did and why they did it. Mm -hmm. So I, mean, I, to, I understand. I have no issue with the fact that it was yeah. the infected that came through. No mm -hmm. issue. I thought that was very clever, especially how we got teased earlier in the episode when they were all kind of dormant. I thought that was mm -hmm. fantastic. My issue is just, you know, you we spent <laughs> so little time with Tess, and she is such an important character. I just wanted to show that, like, just how much of a badass she really was. Yeah. That, yeah. that, that was really what it comes down to. Yeah. And then back to when they were laying, when they were showing them, and was the sun was that were they affected by the sun coming through? Yeah, was it was like when the sun came through the clouds or whatever. They kind of moved yeah, with the it. Clouds were coming, and the sun was yeah. Like, when, when they were when they woke up. 
Then no, no, no. Way back in when, when, um, when Ellie was first seeing that group out on the laying out there all together. Yes. So, like, uh -huh. the sun, if you watch, the clouds are rolling, and the sun is, like, hitting them and going away, hitting them and going away, and as the sun hits them, they go yeah, with it. The only thing mm -hmm. I can really think of, because in the game, clickers are around, um, even in the dark. Mm -hmm. saw, saw later on um, when they were in the building, mm -hmm. even though it was still light out. I think, I think, like, with fungus, or fungi, it, it's affected by clouds and sunlight. Yeah. Um, I, I failed science. I'm not too great at this. But I feel like um, the, the clouds and the sun, you know, the moisture, that affects how the fungus moves. Mm -hmm. So since they're attached with that, maybe it's a, you know. <laughs> just, just, just that's one question I'm asking Meg, if she knows anything. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because they took a different route instead of the spores, it's, that part's kind of a whole new ballpark for me, but that's just the best guess I, can, I have. Yeah. And I was hoping in their podcast they would talk about it. They didn't. I was like, dang it. That, yeah. And maybe it just was. Maybe I noticed it too much, you know, maybe there was no significance and I was just like, wait, that's going to be a thing. But it's, it's you know, it's interesting because, you know, you know how, um, I kind of said this off the show, I I think I said it before we started, how they went, um, you know, the whole first season is supposed to be the first game, mm -hmm. but yet they're still adding all this original material, but still keeping it true. So we're doing really good pacing, but I like how they were able to skip out on certain scenes of the game. Like there's this one mm -hmm. scene where they're escaping through with, um from federal agents and they have to like cross down this like really long skinny bridge to get to another side of it mm -hmm. so i i'm liking that they're skipping around getting rid of certain things yeah. that seem important but aren't so right. I thought that was well done yeah i mean the one thing i guess i you know from the video game obviously the two buildings the towers that are you know leaning <laughs> against yeah so there's extensive play through that whole you know, building those buildings and everything. Obviously, with the scope and the size of of it and everything like that, the film that would have been probably just overbearing. But um, you know, not being able to see it doesn't hurt. I don't think it hurts the show at all. I mean, I, you know, yeah. if you got like I've watched the gameplay of it, it you know, like to to obviously see them try to put that in the show would have been great, but I think it was just, it would have been a very large scale, like, yeah. and, and it's a lot of just up and down, you know, like it's a lot of like nav navigating, you know, it's stuff that they probably didn't want to waste time on, obviously, but. The amount of times I died in that fucking building. <laughs> oh, there's just one particular, not a spoiler, obviously, because just going through it. There's just one particular part where you climb over this ledge and Ellie's hiding and it's this huge like room full of cubicles and this one little like little um wall to kind of like divide the room up. Mm -hmm. And there's clickers, there's runners, which is like just before clickers. So if you're seen by the runner, you're done for. And I've walked ran out of ammo so many times in this scene and I have just died. Oh, I rage quit on this part and I hated it. <laughs> so I'm kinda glad we didn't have to see it. Yeah. Yeah. I may have thrown the remote. Um, yeah, I mean, I did like a, I'm going to share it with Renee, the thing your son sent you, was mm -hmm. <laughs> so fucking funny. So funny. You want to read it? Because it was funny as hell. It was good. Wait, if I can find the right text. There we go. So it was a, you know, meme thing that said, The Last of Us seems like a pretty faithful adaptation of the original game, but I think it was cowardly to leave out the scene where Joel gets killed 18 times in the first flicker room and considers getting a refund. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that 
was quite hilarious. We've all been there. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of people who feel that. There was a part in the in the beginning when Joel is moving the um the bookshelf. There's so many memes and TikToks right now saying that Joel did um what they call a QTE. It's called a quick time event. So it's like when there's like an animation on the screen and you just have to hit a button at a certain moment to hit it right. So the like action still continues. Right. So everybody's like, oh, Joel did a QTE by moving the shelf. Yeah, yeah, that's it's true though, because I think well in the game, yeah, I mean you got to move a lot of stuff. They use, yeah, they use the furniture to block the doors. Yeah, so there's a lot of that. So we'll see. I mean, it would be it'd be nice to you know we have what seven more episodes to go. So I mean, I'm sure it's coming. You know, we're just being impatient because that's you know, yeah, that's what we do. We need something to complain about. The show's been. Amazing, but I've had no grind my guts comments. Yeah, you know? yeah, I got. Yeah, I've been. I mean, I'm good. I can't. You know, like I said, I look forward to Sunday nights now. You know, to you know, for this, I kept saying to Chris that I, I watched the episode twice, and each time I would have a moment where I'd look away because I was doing something else. <laughs> And then I would hear Pedro Pascal talking and be like, Mando? And I'd be like, oh, no, wrong show. <laughs> Mando. Daddy. Whoa. Get straight. Woo. All right. Daddy. Daddy. Right? No, we're not starting no daddy. No, no, no. Where is daddy, Josh? <laughs> Listen, Luce. Listen, doesn't comment, so I don't know. I know. Uh, where's, there's no, I haven't seen Pi. Is Pi not here? Well, I don't think she watched the show. I oh, okay. Everybody's keeping up, so. Oh, all right. Usually Pi just comes and hangs it out. It could be a Monday thing, too. I know several people can't come on Mondays, mm. so. Mm, gotcha. Well, Lucy's here with us. Oh, I, I know. She okay. says she's making fun of me, killing me. I mean, yeah. it's not that, no, I'm actually happy I have nothing to, like, really grind my guts about. Lucy, I'll message you after the show, by the way, to answer your question from today. What question is that, Ryan? The one you tagged me on Facebook? Oh, I don't know. I didn't see it. About her son going to do a drawing for yeah. her. Oh, uh, drawing for me. Very okay. cool. Very nice. A, her son is a very good artist. I guess I'm not sure. How old is he, Lucy? That freaking Godzilla was so freaking cool that he did. <laughs> I was like, damn, this kid's got more talent than I do at all points his age. <laughs> Shit. Um, oh, that's what to say. Not going to lie. <laughs> but you've written a book. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. There you go. You do a you do a wonderful podcast. Oh, thank you. You know, with with all of us. So there's that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're good. You're good. Not bad. No. Um, we got anything else we want to touch up on, or any? You know, what do you? What else have you guys been watching? Anything by any chance? Anything? I just watch his movies. Emily, Emily the criminal. Mm-hmm. I see that. It's so good. Watch it. Yeah. It's, yeah. What is it on? Netflix. Netflix. Oh, okay. It's, it's uh, Audrey Plaza and. Uh, I love Audrey Plaza. Plaza. Oh. Yeah, and Theo Rossi's in it too. Has oh, anybody dude. seen Aubrey Plaza recently as a blonde? She looks yeah, like Lady Gaga. Yeah, she was on Saturday Night Live. Watch her SNL episode. Yeah, I did too. Oh yeah, um, what the hell's her name? So. 
Right. What's Les what's her name in real life, Leslie Nope? Uh, Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they did the little, they did the news thing together. It was yeah. pretty fun. I saw, I saw a picture of Walbury Plaza. They're blonde. Oh no, I saw her and Jimmy Fallon, and for a second there, I was like, "Is that Lady Gaga?" Yeah. And it's like, "Oh, Walbury Plaza." I was like, "Oh shit!" Because of um the Agatha Covenant, uh, the Agatha show. That's right. I forgot she's gonna be on Covenant Darkness. I completely forgot about yeah. that. Walbury yeah. Plaza. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. And have you guys watched Vengeance with BJ No? Uh, BJ mm. Novak. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Like seriously, I think nine out of ten. It is so good. Hmm. It, it was unexpected. I mean, like, yeah, I didn't even know what to expect exactly, but that was not it, and it was so good. You know, I I've just rewatched all like the first two seasons of because it's coming back soon. Is Outer Banks on Netflix? I need to finish this. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. <laughs> Jason Warner Smith yeah, in the yeah. first season is the coroner. Yeah. Jason uh Kirkpatrick is like the White House keeper. The guy that played what's his name? Colin. He was the lollipop guy with Beth. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I can't remember. There's several. I wrote an article and listed them all. And then people even commented, Oh, you forgot so and so. I'm like, oh shoot, so I added them in. Anybody... Yeah, there's several. But I enjoyed the first season and I just I started the second and have it finished, I believe. Has anyone seen, uh, I think it's called Glass Onion? Yes. No, I want to see it though. It's so good. Is it? It's yeah. insane. All right. Wait, what's the first one? It's Knives Out. Just regular Knives Out. Oh, okay. I was like. Yeah, so it's the same guy. You know, it's him. Yeah. Doing, you know, the next one. There's yeah. going to be one more then, too. Okay. Alright, yeah, I have to check it out. Skipping all those other projects. Yeah, great into that. Yeah, because they already signed it. Yeah. He had to go back to, like, elocution class to learn that accent again. Oh, shit. That was, like, Kate Hudson was did so well. And Dave, what, Dave Batista? Yeah, I love Dave Batista. The only one, I was a little disappointed with, um, as much as I love her, Catherine Hall. A little disappointed. Mm -hmm. yeah, I was, yeah, I wanted to see more. Yeah, I love Catherine Hall. Nice yeah. <laughs> uh, Becky says she's been catching up with Cobra Kai. Not really your kind of supernatural topic. Really but, no, Cobra Kai's got what they're in like season six already. Well, didn't they just announce that the next season's the end? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that show took off though. I mean, oh, yeah, people love it. So, Lucy, good night. I guess you're leaving. Miss you too. I'm happy you're able to pop on, spend some time with us. Um, well, obviously, I mean, we'll be back next week after after episode three. Meg, are you here next week? Meg won't be with us. Meg, Meg won't be, be here. Yeah, you'll be on vacation. I thought yeah. we were going to double dip the following week. Oh, okay. Well, oh, shit, that's right. We did say that, didn't yeah. we? Okay. <laughs> I just, it would feel weird not having Meg's input. Well, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah. I forgot. Don't don't go by anything I said. <laughs> You're so pretty. I know. Thank you. Chris is, yeah, Chris has had the day, so yeah. we'll, 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 you know. But yeah, so we'll just double up the next week. That's fine. So. So you guys won't see us next week, but we'll be back for a double feature Ooh, the following yes. week. So you know. Blame my family. They chose when to go on vacation. That's okay. I yeah, if there's acceptable reasons to not have a podcast, I think vacation and time to yourself. Is yeah. definitely the most acceptable reason. Absolutely. Not because I have a lot of 
time to myself. I'm gonna have maybe like one day. <laughs> yeah. Maybe like a few hours. Like, yeah, but even vacation with family is still time for yourself. It's not work. It's not the stresses of everyday life. Mm. Mm. I know it sounds I'm phenomenal. I'm so fucking jealous. <laughs> I'm excited to be a Disney adult for a week. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and a universal and, adult for one day. And speaking of Disney, I can't wait. I mean, we have February coming, March. Like, there's so much Disney being dropped this year. Mm -hmm. and, you know. Um, I got my tickets for Ant Man already. Yeah. I actually have to. I actually have to, to pre-order my tickets because yeah. I always go opening night so I can get the uh, the collector's bucket. <laughs> <laughs> I I have a whole I have like a shelf above my bed with like my my nerd memorabilia mm -hmm. and stuff, and it's like I have like all my autographed Funko Pops. I have like my Eddie Guerrero wrestling title belt mm -hmm. that they made when he passed away. Wow! And I have um, I have all of my popcorn buckets from all the Marvel movies lined up on the shelf and all the, and all the the buckets and stuff like that and like the the toppers and stuff. Rob does that to Rob Mack. Rob, yeah, yeah. Rob gets some phenomenal stuff when he goes to the openings and stuff. What I think I might, I think one of my next adult purchases is, um, a, I think it was AMC Theaters for the Wakanda Forever uh, premiere had the light up bucket. Yes. And I, I think that people are selling them on eBay for like 60 bucks and I'm like, mm, it's a lot of money. But at the same time, I want it. <laughs> and this is why... Really cool. When Deadpool came out, 7-Eleven mm -hmm. had um, just regular cups that looked like Deadpool, and they had Deadpool on a straw. <laughs> That's cool. I've got like three different ones, um, and they're up on, on top of my movie shelves. <laughs> That's very cool. Um, yeah, I'm all down for it. I can't wait. It's just going to be a very exciting year. So I mean, Loki two is coming out. Yep. You know, it's uh, my my downtime with Disney is it's been very depressing. You got Mandalorian season two. Yeah. You got Ant uh, Ant Man I, I did hear on the news about Jeremy Renner, um, thirty plus broken bones in total. He's gonna have a long road to recovery. Um, we probably won't be getting um, another uh, Hawkeye for a while. <laughs> Maybe maybe never again. I don't know. Yeah, but um, yeah. Um, you know what? You think about it though. That could be a good way of passing the mantle on a Kate Bishop. Sure. Yeah. If that was something that he was okay doing, mm -hmm. then since they already had the show. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Then you do some kind of off-screen like injury, old man Hawkeye. Yeah, he, like comes yeah. back like rehabilitated or something. But yeah. And then you know, have him just say, "Look, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I need someone to step up and be the, be the Hawkeye, be, be the Avenger." Yeah. And then he hands her, you know, the bow, and you know, it's like a, a passing the torch. You know what I mean? Sucks, man. Passing yeah. the bow. It sucks. Because <laughs> he also, he also has um, the mayor of Kingstown, which I yeah. think yeah. season two, I think, is just kicking off. Yeah. I think it just kicked off. And no, did you hear they redid the post. Okay. Yeah. They Oh, I thought it was just over, but maybe not. But yeah, they redid the poster. Yeah. Go ahead. yeah. Really? Because he was initially like really beat up in the poster. Mm -hmm. It looks too much like that hospital picture. Yeah. Oh, they shit. They re photoshopped it. Take some of, they kept a couple like, maybe like a scratch on the forehead, scratch on the cheek, but they took out about 90% of his wounds. Wow. Just because they didn't I respect it. And did that, did that, did it start already season two? I'm sorry? Did I'm season two start yet? I think it's it should it should be starting soon if it didn't start already. 
for two seasons. So I'm looking to see. Oh, season two is running right now. Yeah. Okay, so it just started on the 15th. Okay, so yeah, it just started. And then the next one, yeah. So yep. no, it did the see. I thought, the, I guess all that advertising, I was, I thought I read somewhere that it was the last episode. It's oh, gotcha. Yeah, episode yeah, three is the Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. So. so there you go. If you guys want to catch up on another um, Taylor Sheridan uh, yeah. series. <laughs> The Mayor of Kingstown's great. It's dark. It's it's got like I mean it's a pretty yeah. dark tale. Um, it's got a huge cast. I mean it, the dude who played Pope from The Walking Dead, he's like one. Yeah, yeah. He's like yeah. He's like one of big. He's a big bad in it. You know. So. It's a really good cast. Really good show. Check it out. Um, but yeah, other than that, guys, that's all we got. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed it. Plug in for the camp. So they're doing their, they're extending the, so there'll be Memorial Day weekend, but they are going to extend to Thursday. And Thursday's going to be an outreach in Atlanta. And we're going to do, um, they're doing bags and all really these things for um, the homeless people in Atlanta. Oh, and very cool. So I will have, um, I can put links in our description of where you can, you can actually go on their Walmart list and order specific items and they'll be sent right to um, Eliza or you can donate money towards this, but they, you know, they need food, clothing, um, toiletries and, you know, different things like that, that there, I think the toiletries and things, I think they got that, but the mm -hmm. food is the big thing. So even a monetary donation to go towards the food, um, you know, if you can't be there to help or whatever, and if you can be hands-on that day, they do need help. I think it'll be, I, I believe it'll be around lunchtime-ish or somewhere in there um, on Thursday. But, um, yeah, so I'll put the links in our in the description of this so people okay. can, um, if they want to yeah. donate, um, they, that would be appreciated. Awesome, yeah. That That's right. That's a very cool thing they're doing. Yeah. yeah. It is. And they, like, I think at one time, I think they had 200 bags Holy of... Shit. Toiletry. I can't remember. They had, yeah, they were doing like this bag and this bag. There's two different bags they're doing. Mm -hmm. and they're doing, they're, they bought like some sleeping bags and tarps, you know, just different things that they can still carry like in a backpack kind sure. of thing. And uh, yeah, so it's, they're just, yeah, and the outpour of uh, uh, people donating has been crazy. It's just been so wonderful. But the, I know the food side, they do need more donations there for sure. And yeah. there's dog food on that list too, which I thought, yeah, because they're, yeah, they're doing, they, they, They've, I guess they've talked to some people, they're going to do um, even like some veterinary services, I believe, mm -hmm. if that's needed. And, um, but they don't, you know, the other people they've talked to, no one really brings their pets, but just in case they're trying to prepare for that as well. So, nice. yeah, it's going to be quite a big thing. And I'm not for sure where it's going to be yet, but I know there was talk of it being on city hall grounds there. Okay. So I don't know that for sure yet, because. I missed part of the meeting last night, but it's going to be a really huge out outreach that's going to be very impactful. And then they, if they have extra supplies, they have a great place to donate that to there in Atlanta as well. So any extra supplies will go, you know, they'll still go to help the homeless just in a different venue or whatever. So. Um, you know, I'm going to reach out to a friend of mine. She's um, actually Chris. I'm going to reach out to Carrie. Okay. Um, my friend Carrie, she um, is very involved in mm -hmm. the city of Atlanta. So I'll reach out to her and see if there's anything that she may be able to help with. Very mm -hmm. cool, yeah. She's She's got connections. It's a very yeah, cool way. So we have several people on the ground in Atlanta, so it's nice that they're able to go. 
look at the different locations and then could report back and things like that. But any assistance is, yeah, appreciated. So yeah, that would be great. It's I a, it's a very cool way of, I'm so glad I can't make it. It's yeah. a very cool way of giving back to a city that's given us so much. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, Becky says, I'm glad we're all heading into Atlanta for the Camp Cares. Yeah. Uh, Tippy, what's up? You're late to the show, oh, Tip. Hey, we're we're <laughs> seconds away from ending. Yeah. Kids to bed. Right. Yeah. Dang, kiddos. <laughs> Always messing everything up. Becky, the boys, you're right. Yeah, the boys is coming back. So we'll have a new season. We'll have JDM on that. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, Tippy, just give the kids some Benadryl. They'll, 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 yeah. they'll, they'll, they'll knock out real easy. Don't worry about it. So I, don't to be, I don't have any kids. Bad idea. <laughs> Got <Gotta>, it. <laughs> yeah, looks amazing. Yeah. It's supposed to be like the Scarlet Witch of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's the only reason I want to watch it. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be good. We got a lot of good stuff coming. Yep. Yeah. Excited for it. Um, all right, everybody. Well, thank you for being here yeah, with us. Two weeks. Yeah, we'll be yep. back in two weeks. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll discuss episode three and four. So we'll have plenty of news and lots of things to talk about. Meg will have plenty of things to be upset about. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll give her we'll give her her solo her solo episode. Uh, you know. We just can't give them all the praise. We got yeah. Little, they can't get too, you know. If if I don't brain to be in the exactly. If I don't see some scavenging, if I don't see some scavenging happen by by the end of episode four, I'm gonna be a little upset. Three, three, three. All right. Well, I mean, ah, we'll see because I think three is primarily gonna take part at you know the location of Bill. So. So Bill might be able to Bill scavenges. I know, but I'm just saying they might focus more on storyline. Talk about storyline. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. <laughs> with me, okay. <laughs> oh goodness! All right, everyone. You guys have a good night. We'll be back in two weeks. Yes, come join us. Come hang out. We'll let you know obviously way ahead of time what day it's going to be, and we'll see you here live on Beauty and the Beast. Yes. Yeah. All right. Peace. Peace. Bye, guys. Hey, Renee, Chris, and Ryan going live. Best podcast, Beauty and the Beast. Sit back and catch a vibe. Oh, yeah, we talking zombies and apocalypses and all those things you like. Going beast mode, and if you didn't know, it's Peter Z up on the mic. Hey, TWD family, grab the snacks about the pantry and subscribe and like them if you can, please. Or those walkers eat you like some candy. Hey, (laughs) okay. You at the right place at the right time. No one does it better. That's the bottom line. Beauty and the Beast. This is prime time. Let's go.